0: Welcome to the Solution a Real Estate Podcast, where myself, Phil Sexton, and my business partner Jeff Seabach, we come together on the weekly with microphones between us to talk about what's going on in the industry. Right. But I feel like we and how
1: be- to put the consumer first while we do it. Today is yeah, more realtor focused, though. This is absolutely yeah.
0: realtor, but it's not just. It, but there's it, things that are- a, there's a realtor process that we're going to talk about today, which is our listings process, and we are going to share because now that. You've listed roughly $700 million worth of homes in your career. Roughly
1: $700 million. Roughly yeah.
0: $700 million. We thought, let's come on here to talk about what the listing process looks like from a $700 million lister. And how you know what we're going to interweave is how this helps the consumer. Yes. Is how we well, actually, products. our listing process was completely
1: developed in how to improve the listing process for the consumer. Everything that we do is to make it better, easier for sellers to sell their house. And that's what our industry needs is that we need to get better at making it easier for the consumer. Because in the first section, when we talk about it, we're, you know, you'll get to see, but
0: yeah. yeah. All right. so. Um... We do record this podcast in front of our live studio Zoom audience, so we we encourage participation. If you're listening to this after the fact and you're like, "Man, I want to ask those guys some questions," we do it at one o'clock AZ time on Thursdays.
1: Maybe not on Thanksgiving. No, we will probably record one, but other than that, we usually live every Thursday at one o'clock. Yes, it's, uh, Mountain Standard Time.
0: Yeah, right now it's Mountain Standard Time, but well, isn't it always Daylight Saving Time? It's Pacific Time. We can kind of toggle back and forth. But I digress. But for us, it's always Arizona time. That's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. So let's get after it. Today's topic is about the listing process. So where do you want
1: to start? Well, I just want to make it clear. We're going to go from uh, lead to close, right? Like lead to, to, I guess it would be lead to listing. Are we going through the, we're going through close.
0: Well, let's just get after it and we'll see how much time we have. Cause we're going to dedicate about a half an hour to this episode, potentially 40 minutes. Okay. Right. But I think the reason why today's um, topic is this is because we just got back from basically having two weeks of conferences where we were on stage presenting classes to Inman, and then we went to EXPCon and we were on stage presenting classes at EXPCon to the 5,500 realtors that signed up to be there. And now, after both of those weeks, We come back and we're like, oh, my God, it's amazing how many people were interested in this topic.
1: Yeah. So we're going to expand what we talked about in class. If you've been to the class, it's good to hear it again, because you, even if you want to listen to it over and over again, because we are going to move through the stuff. But uh, this was one of the most popular ones. So let's get after it.
0: So we're going to start in the listing process of when the lead comes in because this isn't called the marketing process, right? This is called the listing process. So somebody calls us up or responds to some of our marketing. They say, Hey, I'd like to schedule a time for an agent to come out and talk to me about listing my house for sale.
1: For first step is you have to create listing prospects.
0: Fair.
1: Right. So once the listing prospects are now that lead, they con- they, they contact us. And what happens first, Bill?
0: Well, I thought you were going to use the mm-hmm. one of my favorite Jeff block lines ever. And that's We answer
1: the phone. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. Well, no, but I mean, that might, a lot of people, especially with now with so much spam out there, get in a habit of turning off their phone. And one thing that we have, and it's the same thing from our leads, is that it is crucial if you're doing any kind of seller marketing, that you need somebody to answer every single call with a script. I mean, we're not going to get too much deep in that, but we have a script to work through the, because there's a lot, there's 30% garbage that comes in. There's 20% agents that comes in, but that's where your listing leads come in when you do lots of marketing is through the, they like the call mostly because um, sellers are usually plus, 40 years of old. I mean, like just, just in general now with millions are buying houses, I'm not saying that no one that's young owns houses, but the older generation owns more houses than the younger generation, fair, right? But be they like to call, right? To like, we well, do get texts, we get, but it's the same thing, no matter what it is, it's the first step, which is- Step one. Right.
0: We, we schedule the appointment, right? And so just a little bit more about the fact that when we hired somebody to answer the phone, was when we were losing business because we were in appointments and not answering the phone. Yeah. And when we had enough people that were mad that we didn't answer the phone because we were in appointments, then you're like, all right, it's time. Yeah. I need to have somebody that is dedicated to answering the phone at least during business hours. Although now we have after hours and weekends as well. But at least during business hours, when you're most likely doing your appointments, you should have a dedicated person, human, to pick up the phone. Range. Yes. So that
1: and, and we have an answering service after hours to make sure a human's picking up. So, so Sheree
0: is her name in our office. Shere yes. Is our, our French office
1: manager. office manager answers the phone Sets every single day. And the point is, is that I do not talk to the seller ever because I know that when I talk to a lot of agents in classes and all this stuff, they're like, well, how about that pre-call?
0: You don't have a pre-call.
1: There's no pre-call. I I think it's a, a pre-call is your opportunity to lose not win.
0: Great. Right.
1: Because we don't have a pre-call and we're still list I mean 700 million is decent. So, oh,
0: you want to get face to face with them.
1: Yes, we want
0: if you answer if you have a pre-call, you might answer a question that they're like, "Okay, I'm good. I don't need to get face to face with you." And now you lost the chance of the intimacy that happens when you get belly to belly. And
1: yes, I'm willing to waste time driving out to a house, but is that not the best thing that we do? Like the thing, if you are saying, oh, I don't want to drive out, like you're going to have to check yourself at the door. If you're the agent that's like, well, I don't know if I need to go there unless I know that they're going to sell. I guarantee your business either flat or you're the fading winner that Tom Ferry talks about because you've put a hurdle between you and, cause the, really we want as many people, as many appointments possible. That is our goal with people that own houses in their house and having a conversation with them at about the house. Selling. Yeah. About selling. So,
0: so once the appointment, that phone conversation, they decide that Wednesday at 12 o'clock works or Saturday at three o'clock works, whatever the time is, we then use Google Calendar in our office. That is G Suite. We pay the money. We have the users. And Sheree adds a calendar appointment to your calendar uh, through through Google. Through Google. And she, she has access it.
1: and she, schedules, yes. She
0: has a structure for how she puts it in there. She titles it listing appointment colon, the name of the client every single time. So when you're glancing at your calendar, you know where your listing appointments are immediately. Well, not only
1: that, when I forget to do notes in the future or something, I can always go back to my calendar to figure out what appointments I was on. So it's actually backtracking as well for those, because one of the things that we're not going to talk about in detail is that you should be tracking how many listing appointments you have right? That's a great way to document because agents are typically bad at documentation, a way of documenting. Cause then I used to go like go back and check. Okay. Did I miss one? Did I, you know I mean? Like, because it's digitally, it, once you put it on there digitally, it doesn't go away. Great, right? Yeah. And so on, it does in the future, but not immediately. Yeah.
0: On there, there's um, two calendar appointments. One of them is our internal staff, we include our listings manager on it. If there's a co-listing agent that's going with you, we include our co-lister on that appointment, and we include our virtual assistant, aka Jenny, who is also involved in the listing process. That is our way of giving the team a heads up that action is about to be needed.
1: Yes, because there is going to be action that's going to happen, and you kind of because everybody needs to prepare for that. Because the because basically when we come out of the listing appointment, it's go time. That is when we should be beefing up our support after the meeting. So you got to give the people that are going to support you a heads up that that is coming, so that they can have their steps, so that they're free, so that they're available. Go ahead.
0: Correct. Yeah. No. And then in the notes section on that calendar appointment, because this is the internal one for staff, we include anytime there's a gate code. We also include at the very top the seller's phone number every single time. Because in the event that something has happened, you're running late, you got in a car accident, your kid, whatever, who knows, you you have to be able to get into that appointment very quickly, push the button and shoot him a text message. Yeah. And you don't want to have to go searching for where is that client's And
1: I use that 30 to 50% of the time. The phone number. I would say
0: you're on time more than that?
1: I didn't say about on time. Sometimes if I know after pulling comps, because I don't know really about the appointment until the day up. I don't pay attention to what is scheduled before because we're going to get to the confirmation of the appointment. But I'm looking up comps the morning of only once the meeting is confirmed. I don't I just I don't I just look to see if it's canceled or not. But the Well, hold on. But no, but my point I know. But my point was, is that sometimes stuff occurs and I might want to reach out to that appointment before. Right. Right. Like if there's something that that uh you know, let's say I have three appointments before, but I, I may shoot them a text in advance to say, hey, I got back-to-back meetings, but I'll let you know I'm gonna be running tight. Right. But yeah. that it's so easy to text for because you're trying to make it easier for that listing agent to be able to communicate with that seller. And that's the beginning because I like to be able to begin the text thread. Mm-hmm. To see if they're responders for text, like, but most importantly, because I'm late, right? Like, a lot of times I'm late, and it's better to text somebody 30 minutes before that you're going to be late than three minutes before because they might not check their phone. But if you say, Hey, I let my one of my favorite ones is, Hey, I just left my last appointment. It says i'm going to be two minutes late but when you send that 30 minutes before they super appreciate it but it's also you being like i'm busy right like like you like not i'm important but like you know but they appreciate that communication as long as they were not a army said sergeant or because i i have lost one being late where you know people that they're like i ain't choosing you if you're late and uh, you know sometimes that's just the way it is so
0: yeah the um i, I said that we have two calendar appointments in google but that's not the case the second the pub the the calendar appointment for the client is done in our crm correct sync and inside of commission zinc aka sync which uh i'm not going to get into but anyway we schedule that appointment inside of then because then the crm kicks out an email to the client with the time and the notes that we have for them and that then is our way of attempting to get uh out of their spam. Yeah, I don't, that, I don't want it to be in spam. I want it to be actually something of value that they need so that they click on it and they engage in an email from our system so that they can engage in more emails, which obviously is going to happen.
1: And the thing that what you, what you might already start to realize is because you get the call and we have the calendar and now the sync's reaching out to them, the client is already realizing that you are now organized. You have process. We're not even
0: done with day one.
1: I know, but it, but that th- that's what you want to convey as a listing agent to help you win. Because I have a thing called process over product. That process can win thirty percent of the time, just because they know that they they know that if you miss something, it was because it was a mistake, not that you don't have it in your process. Yeah. So all right.
0: Um, the last but not least, on that day that the appointment comes in is that we get what we call a CMA one out to them. And the industry calls the CMA one, a pre-listing package. Right. We just have our own internal words because that was actually when when it originated, we used to include comps, which we don't do anymore. It's just a marketing, it's a pre-listing package that we want to get on their doorstep within 24 hours of them reaching out to us.
1: Right. Basically we made it thin and inexpensive so that we can put them, print them out in bulk because we like to send them like, that's, that's something we want to send out as many as we can CMA ones. Yeah. Correct. All right.
0: Are we good? Yeah. So CMA
1: one is just an information packet about us and our marketing and, and our accolades, not comps, as you said. So.
0: Okay. So that's, the day that the appointment happens, all that, of that goes
1: down. Right. So you're and saying that does that forward. get the CMA get emailed or is that mailed, Phil? Uh
0: we have a runner that drops them off on the doorstep. Don't knock, don't say, hello, Bob. I'm here to drop off a well, it, it just, it's it's just a, drop, it's a drop and go. Right. You're
1: 15 years old. Ding, dong, ditch. It's trick, it's trick-or-treat time. Ding oh, dong ditch. Yes. I
0: don't even ding and
1: dong. and the reason why we ding-dong ditch and drop off the CMA is because people think I'm dropping off the CMA to get in the house. No. But the problem is, is that the seller, when I used, to, like, all of this has been uh, built up over time,
0: it, it, right? Consistent, like, it constantly evolves.
1: Right. So what we learned is that when we, when I went in that house,
0: If you were dropping off the CMA, because I used to hand drop
1: off the CMA. Yeah. The
0: day that they scheduled the appointment and you knocked on the door and was like, here's the information. I can't wait to meet you tomorrow. They're like, Oh, just come in now. Yep. And then take a look around. And you hadn't looked
1: at the comps, I would be super unprepared. And then when I call the follow-up to set up the listing appointment, they're like, Oh, we already had it. Like once you breach their door, that's a that's your listing appointment. And if you weren't prepared, you sucked at it right? And our system is set up so that we're fully prepared every time we have an appointment because this is the most crucial thing that there is in the business and that's winning listings. I hope you all agree.
0: All right. So now we're going to fast forward to the day of the appointment. We're going to talk about- Um,
1: I do want to add that we mail it if the seller is out of town. Let's say it's an investment property. They live in Minnesota and we would then mail it, and then I would even, no matter with what. With
0: a FedEx account. Yes. Would overnight them. To yeah.
1: So if the person's out of town, it's investment property, and we go to the house, I still always, I never talk to people about a value unless I've been in the house. Yeah. So I will still go to the house. They'll get the packet at home. I'll go to the house, and then I will proceed yeah. from there. But what, One
0: of the, um, is it okay, you guys? I mean, with our audience, I'm going to tell a quick story yeah, before I go on. Sometimes the people just want to value. They just want to know the ring. They just want an idea of what the number is. And they balk at scheduling an appointment when they call in. And they're just, just have them look at the comps and give me a call. And our um, story to overcome that actually comes from real world scenario. And that was the, the two houses in Greyhawk on Overlook that was the exact same floor plan that we sold in the exact same month they were on different sides of the street but they were 10 percent apart in value same floor plan yeah one was original from 98 the other one was a little bit upgraded but still tucson or uh, tuscan not uh-huh. um not not tr- transitional or yep. whatever and to have one at 540 and one at 604 or something like that yeah you you were like i can't like that's the same floor plan on the same street in the same month. I don't want to misguide you that much. Like might as well use the number off of one of those websites. That right. How much it, house it,
1: is it, it was the beginning of us understanding that price per square foot doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Like that those are using price per square foot is that it's so inconsistent and not what it is. But that's how we get me in the house. because you. The key is to always say, I can't tell your value until I see what you have. I can't tell from pictures because I got to see the condition of things. I got to see how you, how that rug showing. I got to see your furniture. I got to see if your house smells. I got to feel the size of your yard. Like there's just no way possible that I could know what your value is again, because you're trying, if they want to know the value of their house, they're thinking of selling in the next two years.
0: And the majority of the people yeah. are calculating how much money they're gonna get from that property to determine what they're gonna do next. So that 10% makes a big impact.
1: Well, the thing is, is people always think buy first. They always think their house is going to sell for sure. They just want to know the numbers. So they, but it's still the beginning of the selling process, no matter what. Yeah. It's just whether it's going to. they're gonna move in six months, 12 months, two years, or three years. Remember, if it's a house and they live in it, they, that house will get sold.
0: Mm. Everybody. Yeah. Um, Up next. So day of appointment, the morning of the appointment, when Sheree comes into the office, she looks to see what listing appointments you have that day or what listing appointments our team members she's scheduled for that day. And you know what she does calls and or texts to confirm the appointment with the client. Right. And, um, we really got, we really like started to do this consistently when, um, one day jeff went to a listing appointment in new river which is about i don't know 30 minutes 35 minutes north of our office and when he got to the house and knocked on the door the people there were like really confused about why he showed up and so when he came back and i was like hey how'd that listing appointment go he's like they didn't there was no list they were not prepared for a listing appointment at all and i'm like what how did this happen turns out a year prior We had scheduled a listing appointment for you and put the wrong year on the calendar date, (laughs) and so that was probably the latest you've ever shown up for (laughs) a listing. Because it was the next, it was the year prior that the client's name. We saw that that somebody had sold the house. It wasn't us. Right? You ever hear people
1: say "fail forward"?
0: That was us. Okay. So now we call to make sure that we're in the right year. (laughs) Yeah. No,
1: but also it's more of again process. Ideally. You want the best person going on a listing, and typically that best person's time's worth money. And as we're calling to check that, we
0: we got to make sure that nothing has come up and process over product that shows that we are serious. Well, they we business. just
1: want them prepared for when we're coming.
0: Yep. So then, so then you get there. Let's let's move into the all right. Let's the let's pause
1: series. here and just see if there's any questions on the pre 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 appointment. appointment. Process. Yeah. Anyone out there want to work on their mute button?
0: Triple P for. I'm looking and I'm not seeing anybody on mute. We're good. Keep
1: jeff on. jeff unmuted. Oh. Is that me? Jeff. The That's first you. one. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right.
0: Let's...
1: All right. Good deal. All right. You we'll move it. on. So like... Appointment, Jeff. But right before... And any text chats in there? No text chats? Okay. All
0: right. Right before you walk into the house, do you pull out your cell phone?
1: Every time.
0: Okay. What do you right. do with
1: it? Check Facebook. No. <laughs> well, what are we supposed to do with phones? Aren't we supposed to just check our, our social media only? What no, 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 no. I pull out my phone and I open the Evernote app. So those that are not familiar with Evernote, it's an application that allows you to record. It
0: allows you to take notes. It allows you to post. It allows you to Share. take
1: photos yes. of the house and all in one place, but also it allows you to then add notes to that appointment as well, because you can type in there. So there's, it's just a great collect, it's not just a recording by, so.
0: So you record the listing appointment?
1: Yes, I, the if you haven't heard that before, I mean, when we went to eXpCon, there was 300 people in a room and I asked all of the listing agents, do you guys record your listing appointments? And for the first time ever we asked the question and nobody raised their hand. Yeah. Right. And this is the first point of, I mean, the first half you could say putting the consumer first because it's clear that we communicated to that seller everything that was going on so far. Right. Because we 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 confirmed with them, we're not wasting their time. We told them we we heard you, right? We made the appointment, we re-confirmed. We, re and now when I get there, the idea behind recording listing appointments is that. I extract the most amount of information about that listing during the listing appointment. Phil how and long
0: I. are your listing appointments? How long do they typically last?
1: Uh, now, 35 to 50
0: minutes, 60 minutes. On how big of a property?
1: I mean, if it's over 5,000 square feet, it's probably an hour to an hour and a half, right? Okay. So, but most of them are in that, in that range. Okay. Um, well now right now, when the market's slower, the listening appointment is plus 15 minutes to 30 minutes on each of those time frames because of the, the style. But um, the key is you're talking to the seller about everything about their house. It, but the key part about our listening appointment is I intricately go through their details of their house, which is used for the marketing. We talk about the pros, the cons. We talk about their listing prices. And I just don't want, because we tried to take notes. We tried to take notes under upgrades. And was that hard, Phil? Yeah. It's almost impossible to handwrite notes while you're like- Oh, no, 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 no. uh,
0: it's not impossible. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually easier. And everybody in here will want to default to that first because you're most comfortable writing with your hand. The problem is when you get back to the office to type up your notes in order to share them with the client, That takes a long time. And so when we started taking notes on an iPad, that's when it would started to become more efficient because we could then not have to type up our handwriting. We already had it typed out. So it became quicker to email the client the notes after the meeting. We moved to recording the meeting when I stopped going with you because now from that recording, our assistant can transcribe the audio file. Right. Be- so the the thing that I was trying to get to though, when you pulled out your phone before you walk into the door, was you open up Evernote, but you also put your phone in airplane mode.
1: Right. Because what happens with Evernote is if your phone rings, it stops recording. Right. So it, it so actually it's like find- double jeopardy because you think you're recording and you're not recording, and now you gotta because you tell them that you're gonna email them the notes after. And Then you gotta remember it. So it's 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 you, you gotta make sure that you the phone doesn't ring and stop recording. You even have to check the recording multiple times. You have to practice so to make sure that it's always recording. You look down, there's a red notified showing that it's recording that you look, because you got to make sure that because you, you you're valuing every it? the point of this, though, is you're valuing so much. Every word that you're sharing, and you don't realize how much you talk. I talk over the client; they double what? talk. Yeah, yeah. No. no, oh, absolutely. That's the only person yeah. you talk. About. No, no, I talk over everybody. But the but the husband speaks, the wife speaks. You're like they they're, they're th- like, especially if there's two people in the appointment, because sometimes I have a co-list and they're talking to it. Like you're capturing everything.
0: Do you tell the client you're recording
1: every single time? So the way that I tell you might want to write this down and here's how I inform clients that I'm going to be recording the appointment. I say are you okay if I record some notes? And they say yes every single time. And but I mean in Arizona it's a single
0: recording law state. Yeah, you, you one,
1: party you, one, one party, party you don't have to say but I still do it every time because I want them to. And I say because what I'm going to do is I don't want to lose anything that we say. I said, we tried typing, like writing notes. We tried typing them. We just can't do it fast enough because you're talking about your house and you don't need, I mean, like I'm asking you questions, but because I'm recording what kind of countertops they got, what kind of refrigerator they got, what, you know, do they have gas? What kind of, what, what, um what type of wood the cabinets are, what type of wood the floors are, but that's so what,
0: what material, do you take any materials to the listing appointment?
1: Mm-mm. I take pictures of the stuff to help Jenny so that she can, when she's typing it up, but, oh, oh, sorry.
0: when you walk into that listing appointment, do you have a folder with more marketing materials in your hand? A CMA too. Yes. Okay. Great. Right. So, so, so
1: number six is we got to take this. It's actually seven on your list, but that we, I take a second because the idea is this came through the.
0: You said CMA two.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's just understanding that um, you get you want to present different information at different times to make that information more relevant at that time. So I use uh, I learned it because I used to go to these listing appointment classes. Right? They don't have them anymore. They used to be, I don't know, in five, six, seven, eight. And they would talk 2005, six, seven, eight. I would go to these listing appointment classes and top agents would come in and share. And they said during their studies, they need this, they need that. You know, that's what's in the CMA too is um, any special programs for for marketing that you have. Um, But I include communication. I include um, the details of what it's going to take for the listing steps. Yeah, I include- um, Pricing explanations. Pricing explanations and definitions for my pricing explanation. Like just, it's just an additional document um, to again, display process. Right. And if they already got the first CMA and it's there, I usually just take the, 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 pitch, the, the pages. Stuff, pages out, stick it in, and I take the second folder, just because it seems ridiculous that they got two folders. Yeah. And we went to a folder is because people keep the folder. People don't throw out the, the folder.
0: Yeah. So Nice. So then that's the, the appointment happens. You, do you, now when you pull out those pages from your folder, do you say, and this is what this page is and this is what this page Never. Is? You just, no, it's just a no. leave behind.
1: It's a leave behind. Great. So yep. when,
0: when we talk about listing presentations, I think that this industry has, like when I think of a listing presentation, to me, that is. Slide, it's probably a PowerPoint presentation, or it's uh-huh. a, it's a book that's got translucent, you know, those pages. Well, where I, I got can flip through and show them like I like, got an
1: admin. They're like, "Well, can I? Can you share your listing presentation with me?" I'm like, "Sure." What questions do you have? Like that? That? that like that? Like it, yeah. It's just my my listing appointment. You don't sit down and go through a guided tour like you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Sure no. 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 That. Well, here's why. All right. How about we pull the audience? Okay. All right. So. Who knows why you would not ever, 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 ever show them a slideshow of stuff during the listening appointment? You're
0: crazy. Most of them do.
1: I know. That's what I'm. But how to... would they
0: know why they would never? Okay. Who does? Why? Okay. Why do they think?
1: Why do they think I wouldn't go to a slide deck?
0: Oh. Okay. All right. Let's see. Who wants to guess of why Jeff doesn't want to use slides? When he is in a listing appointment,
1: because they don't pay attention to that.
0: David Marsh, good. G-
1: thank you attention. for participating. True, agreed.
0: Okay. Any other guesses? Okay, well then that's right. Well, well then, you tell us.
1: Because salespeople take slides, right? Like you, you're you're pitching yourself as that you're pitching them, right. and I'm having a discussion with them. Like the whole, like nobody wants to be, do you think anyone, Hey, can I come pitch you?
0: I I mean, look, that's just what works for you. Okay. Because yesterday we had a meeting where I thought we should have had slides. I wanted slides in yesterday's meeting that we had. True. And I was like, dude, I I can't follow all of this information. Okay.
1: But I mean, essentially I take the lead behind in case they want to go through stuff and I pull it out a little bit. Right. But also I do comps on the on a computer
0: right you most people
1: you're... take something to to be able to show them value like the I mean I'm a big fan of Greg Robertson or is that his name the guy that has in the podcast with with uh, Rob? Rob Hahn yeah and they created something that's called the cloud CMA
0: yeah
1: and to me that just shows you that you're stuck 15 years ago. If you're still presenting that, like you're not like to me, we're in the listening appointment. tell people how we're, we're, we're digital now and we're using Instagram and we're using Facebook. And then we're showing people fucking slides. Sorry. The F bomb. I couldn't help it there, but I am from Pennsylvania. I am used to saying it out loud and it just came out, but the like, are you, like to me, we're talking about how we're digital experts yet. We're showing people like, it's just the, they're handing people paper comps. Like why are you handing people paper comps? It's
0: like Oh, so good. I I think that um what, we used to take paper comps and it was and it was um it was when we would show up and there would be something about the house that made it different that we didn't we couldn't see prior to going there, that all the comps now became irrelevant that we had printed out. And we were forced to go to a live comp review because now you you prepared for something yeah you're talking about exist.
1: 2013 no that but was that's uh, 10 years ago we stopped like yeah. the reality is is
0: but we still see agents that take paper comps to listing appointments do we not and
1: you can win with it you can yeah. win with any strategy the reality is is if most of your listing appointments are by referral you can use all those old strategies and still win, win a lot right. A yeah right like yes yeah. i mean i have to, and but the key part is is we do this process whether it is a list me call, because I mean, each year I list about 50 houses that I know I won before I even go there. I just have to go out and, you know, follow the process. But we still, because we want more referrals, Yeah. right? What people don't realize is when they do a sucky job or they go there, knowing they're going to get it, they show up with the paperwork and sign. That's not impressive, right? Like this is showtime. This is showtime. Like you, like this is all documented because it works.
0: All right. So after that listing appointment, you now walk out of the appointment and you switch your phone back into non-airplane mode.
1: Non-airplane mode. So that it
0: can sync to the, so that that Evernote audio can sync to the cloud.
1: Right. You actually have to update, pull it down one time. So it refreshes. So that because... I have someone else. You may type it up yourself and that is okay. But I have somebody else on the marketing team that types up every single listing appointment and those that are running teams.
0: It's great
1: for training.
0: To have recordings of listing appointments. Right. Yes.
1: Because then they can listen to the recordings and then also, but more importantly, whoever's listening to the listing appointments learns what they we'll just say when I go, it's what should be said and it's how it should be answered. Ideally close enough to what it is. It's our best effort. Um, We know when people are not presenting what they were supposed to be presenting because they record them and send them in. It's great for training. When Jenny says, we even have a scorecard that we come out and create create people, whether they stuck to what they were supposed to, because there's just certain things that you have developed, what you know that works in listing appointments And you wanna make sure that you get to those things every single time, so.
0: Just to make sure that it was clear there. When you're not the one going, when it's an agent on our team going, they still follow the same process. They got to walk into the house. They got to turn airplane mode off. They got to turn Evernote on. They have to click record. Well, let's just be honest. And
1: they're agents. They try, they try and emulate it as best as possible. Yes. we. Tr- our team does it exactly the same every single time. But what is said in the listening appointment varies depending on the agent's ability to deliver the message.
0: All right. So now we're out of the listening appointment and the Evernote is synced to the cloud, which that allows access to Jenny. Who transcribes them for us? Yep. Right, and Jenny has transcribed enough of them. About two thousand. Yeah. We, we are. Um, we have five basic categories: pros, cons, to-dos in preparation for selling, pricing, which includes commissions and price of the property, and marketing. Those five categories are what those audio recordings get fed into every single time it's
1: a standardized document that we follow that so then jenny organizes the information that and
0: so now it takes jenny uh let's just call it the half an hour or 55 minutes to listen to that audio recording as she is filling in the information in these five categories and then before she sends that to the client which is the next step she calls whoever the listing agent was to confirm what she heard on the audio or to clarify what might have been muffled on the audio because well, you don't use a lavalier mic right where do you put the phone when my back pocket your back pocket yeah you're walking around the house? or on
1: top of my computer and i kind of take my hand. i take my hand and i clamp clamp to sometimes i put my computer down at the where we sat at the table because i do a in the listening process i do a sit walk sit right we, we we sit to talk about their questions then we walk around to show me the house and then we sit to review the comps after because now i've reviewed the house and now because i don't prepare, I prepare, prepare a general range for pricing. And then I adjust based on the comps or condition of the house.
0: I got to give a shout out to Russ Shaw just because I think of, do you have a Russ Shaw story in this? I got one if you don't. When he said you have to see every aspect of the house before you sit down and talk Okay, pricing.
1: all right, great. Well, a shout out to Russell Shaw. I got this from Russell Shaw. I just wanted to improve it a little bit. Yeah. Right? Because Russell said... When we went to his seminar, I went to his seminars about four times in 2009, 10 range, somewhere in that range. I went over and over and over again. And he would talk about his listening appointment that he said how important it was that you see everything about the house and I follow that to a T
0: Yeah,
1: is that I make sure I look in every single closet. I look in any, I mean, like every, yeah. I don't crawl up in the hatch upstairs, but I'm in the garage. I'm looking at the water heater. I'm, I'm, I walk the full exterior of the house when I'm there inside and out. And I make sure that they know that I love their house.
0: If you don't walk the house, like the one, I remember the one that we, we walk in, the guy totally threw our process off. He was like, come on, let's just go over here. I want to talk about that, like, uh, whatever. We fell off of the process. We sit down. And when you start talking to him about comps, he made a comment like, well, you didn't see the inside of those closets. Yeah. right. <laughs> How could you know
1: what my house was no. worth when you didn't see what I did yeah. over there? A reminder of why Russell was right, Yes, of because the reason that you want to make sure that you walk the, everything is because you will, like they will,
0: they will challenge your valuation. If you, you clearly didn't see how nice my, right. Whatever and it's
1: is. why I go through, you know, when they painted the rooms, it's why I go when they bought the carpet. It's why I go through every like, and I'm um, bragging about their house to them. Oh my God. Look at that view of the map. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So Jenny puts the transcription together. And that is a link inside of Evernote. That is a document, a note, if you will, inside of Evernote. That note is then shareable. And so she, sent, she shares that transcription with three basic people, the seller, so that they can confirm that we heard them and there's anything in the notes that we need to correct. Because sometimes you know, the bathroom yeah. is wrong or the yeah. floor, the year the roof were replaced was wrong or whatever. Yeah. And they want to correct, they make sure to correct that we're on the same page. That also goes to our listings manager. The listings manager is the one that is going to execute the paperwork, the listing agreement. Because do you take a listing agreement to the listing? Never. Okay. And then it also goes to our stager. And our stager is the one that is... highlights
1: Sometimes... In the hot market, rarely. Rarely. I mean, rarely, rarely, rarely. rarely. All right. but, could,
0: yeah. the, but the stager is the one that when she gets the write-up, the section that she cares about are the to-dos. Mm-hmm. Whatever needs to be done on that property in order to get it ready for marketing.
1: Yeah. So, the only thing I add to that is it also goes in sync for the rest of the team members, anyone, the notes are in sync. Yeah. If me, there's a co-listing agent, go ahead. I'm going to
0: say that a little bit differently is when Jenny sends it to the seller, she does it through sync. Okay, great. Right. She goes into sync. She clicks the template and she pastes the link to the Evernote file. And now it is documented so we can all see the same link that the seller got.
1: Great. All right. Let's go to the audience. Questions about either part of the process. Thanks, Carlos. You missed. I mean, that, when did you check in? I didn't see you up there. I, did. Huh?
0: I had, i I had to do a final walkthrough. So I just checked in.
1: Okay. All right. That's Good an deal. Acceptable
0: excuse. Okay. We'll go with that yeah. one. All right. <laughs> you know, in our world, it's my buyers were in from California. Yeah. I-
1: Carlos is from Texas. A long time listener. Love his yeah. feedback. Thank you, yeah. Carlos. We'll continue on. So is there any questions out there on the pre-process or the, the listing and then the point where we send it out? What we covered so far, basically.
0: And what I do is I like to watch the people on Zoom that are all muted to see if their mute turns off. But I didn't see any mutes. I didn't see off. any. Okay, so let's continue on. You like, right, must be doing an outstanding job of answering all the questions.
1: Uh, or I just talk too fast and they can't, they don't understand what I'm saying. One or I'm the other, okay, good that. deal. All right. So
0: after, I mean, to me that, that what we just covered right there is the meat of our listing process.
1: Yeah, I, I think what the thing I want to add there is why we are um sharing the stuff with the stager with the seller with the listing manager is the beginning of seller follow-up because the hardest thing for me with when I didn't have the process in place was the follow-up call it wasn't that hard but it was just you know like because I was always like did i win yeah right <laughs> like i that was the like so, do you the, want a date? yeah <laughs> and i had i had different scripts and all that stuff but the idea is that um because i kind of wait to the to to because the next person that reaches out is the listings manager right and then the stager also reaches out so now we got three foul up touch points within basically 24 hours after the listing process.
0: And, then and nobody all, yeah go ahead. They're all versed on the exact conversation that you had in the listing appointment. And there's, I didn't there's no there's no data transfer errors because we all have it recorded. I'm sorry. There's minimal data minimal
1: errors, right? Yes. Because we
0: all have that that recording and the reason why we do that is so that we don't have to ask the seller the same questions from three different people in the process and then them feel like we don't actually list
1: Right, but there is seven questions that the sell, that the listing agent asks me after, and that's basically, are their pants on fire? Do they need to list by, t- you know, how fast do they want to list? And usually we, I don't believe in listing appointment list the next day, that that is in best interest of the seller. There's no property that go out it is perfect. And like, to me, the fact that that is very common, I. I, I you want to do marketing and you want to start marketing before, you know, before, yeah. but the, the listing manager, um, I forgot where I was going with that. All right.
0: Well, the listing manager follows up with the client, then the stager follows up with the, client Oh, the seven well.
1: questions. Right. So he asked the, yeah, the terms. So he asked, when is it listing? Is it, is it, they want to list by next Friday? Or we talk about the date that I talked about when they want to list, um, the second one is, did I think I won or not? Because a lot, half the time I come back, I'm like, we got it, right? Done deal. So then make sure you're following up by today or maybe it's over a weekend, I'll text them on a Sunday, make sure you follow up tomorrow. Um, and then it's um, the commission that we discussed, which is now standard. And then the any special stuff about the property that whoever's following up, which is the listing manager and then the stager that they will need to know before the notes are done like, is there yeah. any hot things like
0: like you can't um, I, open the door to the third bedroom because the bird will get out. Right. They have
1: they have cats or the, yeah. you know, I mean, whatever yeah. it is. They have a son that's, you know, uh, yeah, or <laughs> three sons that are there over the age of twenty five. You know, just stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's yes. a hoarder's house and this place is a shit show. Please prepare Lisa because she needs to plug her nose when she goes over there because it stinks. You know, just stuff like that.
0: Or it's a super nice property with elegant art and we're going to have to do a tour of the four people that are going to be showing Or this
1: this guy wants a special video or just, I mean, you never, stuff that was discussed that's not evident on the Evernote that whoever's following up on that next call really needs to know that really sets the tone. Because the goal was to make sure that everything was heard and then that, it's literally just, we're starting to work like, cause it's conveyed to them that we're going to start working for you. Cause Adam's going to reach out with the listing paperwork. Cause he was te- like, if he won, then he's going to ta- tell like, he's going to tell them like, I'll have it out to you by five o'clock tonight or next morning or whatever it is.
0: So the stager who's actually uh, on, on staff yes, is an evolved role of a stager. It's not just somebody that makes the house that sets the house up in the nicest fashion but it's actually somebody who helps coordinate the photographer, right? She works with the listings manager to accomplish anything that is in the to-do section on what needs to be done in order to get that house ready to sell.
1: She's meant to help the seller get from the listing appointment to ready, no matter what it is. And she becomes at that point, the main, the listing manager still is following up, but she is out at the property helping them, prepare the property. It's free. There's no charge for it. Um, we don't do furniture. Um, it's really about decluttering, depersonalizing that house to present the house. Because that's the thing is usually people need edits because especially now, man, wow. Like going out to houses, they're just packing those houses full of shit. Like, the, I, I mean, the, I don't know like what COVID did about people like just – like because they're home more, I don't know if they were shopping at yard sales a lot more or whatever it is, but the houses are fuller and fuller than they ever are. And we need to declutter and depersonalize those houses.
0: The to- rent of storage units keeps going up. Yes. Forget it. That's- yes. All right. So once the property is now ready for marketing, we've got three steps of mark, three stages of marketing. The first stage, pre-MLS. I kind of feel like that's a controversial word these
1: days yeah well in some states though they don't have that stage so Frank mls
0: before it ever hits the mls they have in every state they have before it ever hits the mls i think what you're referring to is the second stage which is coming soon okay right so before oh. it ever hits the mls <laughs> is like, different than see soon. it's
1: why i call phil an asshole Right? Because he just pointed out that, Jeff, duh, it's pre MLS. We all have before MLS. <laughs> You're such a, yeah. like, that's, how, saying, how do you not love I, Phil Sexton, I, I right? <laughs> <the best maker>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay that you didn't hear me. Okay. The pre MLS stage is where we use our digs.
1: Okay, right. So we have, we created an application because um, Leopard? Leopard. The National yes. Association of right. Teams for
0: Consumers. Right. Real because for
1: consumers. I mean, I just struggle with the idea of when we're we're representing the seller and our job is to market their property, and now their expectations that they're going to get multiple offers. Well, like what, date minute four. Right. So, uh, you know. That means we have to be price perfect and conditioned and all that stuff. There's no, like, it's just a, it's a dream that we're going to put every property in It's going to get multiple offers the first day. Like, like, unfortunately, there's just a point where we, we want to start. I thought before I was told by NAR that I'm not allowed to market for my seller or help my seller market the house before it gets on the MLS. I thought the seller hired us to market their house. Right. So, um, yeah, they do. They do. But
0: now the rule from MLS 8.0, which we've talked a lot about on here, which we talked a lot about on this podcast, is that you have 24 hours from when you start marketing a property to when it has to be in the MLS. Actually, NAR came out with their rules, and then the different MLSs had to adopt the rules. And so that is now an armless, and AR MLS rule that we have 24 hours or one business day from when we start marketing a property that it has to be in the MLS. And we're not so rule breakers. so We're rule followers. So now on Friday, if we want to list the house, we put it on the RDIGS app. Right. And that becomes a sign. Well- on Friday, when we begin marketing, that's when our sign goes up. That's when the RDIG sign writer goes up. We add it to CBAC.com. We add it to uh, our digs
1: Still not on MLS. Not on MLS. Yes. And
0: so sometimes, depending on the client and the listing agent, we do an open house on that Saturday and Sunday when it's not in the MLS yet. right? But then Monday hits and now it's first look Friday is when we start our marketing. MLS Monday is the one business day later where we add it to MLS and we put it in the coming soon status on MLS.
1: Right, and why we created this for listing agents is because I think that we should be providing our sellers feedback on what the consumers want and the current showing time feedback has feedback from agents, not from buyers. And this gives you an opportunity for buyers to ask questions. Because the thing is, the consumer more than 50% of the time goes to a site to an agent that knows nothing about the property. And I wanted a way that consumers could talk to and know who the listing agent is because they want to talk to the listing agent, but then to deliver the leads to that listing agent. And that's why we created our digs as a part uh, a platform to help consumers learn about the property from the, the listing specialist, the person that knows the most about the house, because that's what our seller thinks. Our seller thinks we're gonna market the house and, fi- and identify buyers for them. And this is just you fulfilling that need for them. So you can give them real feedback. Do we have a question from the audience? Yeah, okay, all right. Uh,
0: we've got um, first question from Gerald, where are you getting leads specifically to set these appointments? That's a great question, but that's an entirely different topic. So this is the listing process, and um, we can talk about li- where we get listing leads. I mean,
1: dude, but actually, just listen to some of the older episodes. Kind of yeah. scroll through the episodes because we have lots of episodes on how we do marketing, um, where we get the leads. So thank you for the question, Gerald. Yeah,
0: we've got different silos, right? From from geographic farms to online generation to our database, our marketing, our our um, open houses, open house. Thank, thank you, Carlos everywhere. I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to be this. No, we got
1: 250 episodes about marketing this one. So yeah. what was the second uh, question? Thank you, Gerald.
0: Uh, a few more now. Joe McShane. Um, are you guys- Joe. Using- hey, Joe. What's up? Yeah. Eric, um, the episodes, I'll, I'll send a recap and I'll be sure to send you where those past episodes are since there were a couple of questions on that. But uh, Joe McShane, are you guys using your own instant offer company that isn't Seabok branded to capture seller leads? And then side note are you using your own instant offer to provide immediate immediate offers since zillow is gone we've played with it but i wouldn't say that it is a consistent thing that we push over and over and over again we have done um you know kind of the concierge service of offers that we have rolled out to people Mm -hmm. um we have different uh you know, we've done a few different items, but again, we're getting into the lead generation topic and I want to wrap up the listing appointment process. Any other questions about, but, yeah. that, about the listing process, as opposed to lead generation,
1: we use open door and offer pad and we have a couple locals that we use to get uh, offers to sellers just to yeah. finish that out. But yeah,
0: we, I mean, yeah, yes. The answer is yes. Any other pro any other process questions? Dana? And I think what, what I'm hearing right now is that our new, We should probably have a How Do You Generate Seller Leads podcast.
1: Awesome. It it can't be the next one. It'll have to be the following one. But okay, what upcoming? Please listen.
0: So just to wrap this up, and then I know we only had five minutes left a minute ago. So after the pre-MLS stage, meaning when it goes on MLS on Monday, then it goes active typically around Wednesday, Thursday. It goes active on the, we flip it from coming soon to active so that we can get that syndication of that listing out to as many websites as possible to help us advertise the open house on that first weekend after it goes active.
1: Right. Ideally we're, we're, we're targeting, we're using, we're leveraging the coming soon period of time and then the active period of time to maximize, to, to generate as much interest, you know, cause the idea is that the more buyers that come while other buyers are there, shows the other buyers the demand that you're generating. And that's what helps you get multiple offers. I mean, the we, we had one that we just had coming soon. We got multiple offers pre-market. And that's why when Emma's, uh, uh, the house sold 200,000 over asking price. Okay, it was a one-six listing.
0: Man, everybody just thought, boy, you mispriced that property.
1: Yeah, yeah. It appraised for one six. It sold for one eight. I know I mispriced it at well, one so six five. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I didn't misprice it. It's just that much, there's not that much demand. But the idea is, is that it's false to think that you can't market a house before getting active. Like to me, I I don't right. I don't I like yeah. that's just like
0: even even I mean I, we see now our agents are talking about like. You, you tease, the tease marketing that happens of, hey, what's going on guys? I got a property that's three bedrooms, two baths and Desert Ridge coming up at 500,000. Let me know if you have anybody frustrated that they haven't been able to find a house lately. And now you're not technically marketing that address. So you're staying within the rules being yes. vague enough, but yes. you can still generate demand.
1: We think at any time, we our job is to market the house for the seller. All right, so, that, now, Next, we-
0: so now it's active. And then when the offers start coming in is when it transitions from our listings manager To our transaction room.
1: Right. So we created a system where I actually don't negotiate the contracts anymore. I haven't negotiated a contract in about.
0: You meddle in them every once in a while. I meddle. I mean. And our TCs uh, are thankful every time. Yeah. (laughs) No, they hate it.
1: Um, But I mean, when when there's a difficult situation, we get involved in any difficult situation. Right. But the reality is, is um, they've been, we've been having someone other than the listing agent negotiate commission, not
0: commission,
1: I'm sorry, uh, contracts yeah. for the last five years. And what it is, is there's a skill in negotiating. Cause the, like the idea of the agent is really kind of silly because we're generalists, right? Oh, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at contract negotiation. I'm good at staging. I'm good at marketing Bullshit. Right. Like there's no other industry where one person's good at all 12
0: aspects of business.
1: Yes. Right. Like that. Like to me, that was the idea is we've broken it down into different segments and then we help those people excel at that process. But
0: it has worked excellently. So when our transaction room takes over that file, they take it from offer. So close. But they also use the Evernote notes to
1: know what price, right? Because on there, because that's the seller's thing. And this is the just the, a huge point.
0: Before we get to the huge point, I know that we, we took a long time to get to the commercial. Is it too late for a commercial? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? All right. Well, then let's it's, not take one. It's, at, it's, it's at, at the end. It's at the end. No cliffhangers. Then. No, but, but
1: the idea is, is that sellers forget. The biggest point. So the biggest point is that you... Because sellers forget from when you talk about price because they don't take notes ever at the listing appointment. It's their house. Why would they be taking notes? They just don't. Now, listing, blah, 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 offer is two weeks later, six weeks later. In hell, in 2018, it could be six months later. And remember, they didn't take notes. So how could they remember? They remember one price, even though I give them three every single time. They say you, and they always remember, uh, Carlos, do you think they remember the low price or the high price that I tell them?
0: The high price.
1: Yeah, he's right. Yeah, exactly. It's why we give them a high price and a low price. But the idea is that they, we can then refer them back to the document we sent after the discussion, which we told them was, I'm going to give you notes so you can review all of the upgrades that includes pricing so that they reviewed it and then they didn't rebut it at that time because they never rebut that at that time. We say high, you know, high, little, low, low pricing. But now you the, the transaction coordinator, yeah. the contract room can go back and say, well, Jeff told you it was going to be this price and we listed at this price. And like, so, and as you get better at listing houses, you'll get more accurate. And then that number, because the idea is the low price, is the house that the price that will sell multiple offers the first day and the high price is usually 10 above what i think i can get but it's just to give them a framework so that you can then use that to negotiate because we talked about it like you you've known now for 30 days that we were going to go after this price and now you're changing it right like anyway it's just a good chance because you put what you said in writing the price is the note yes, from the beginning from the beginning Right? I, I told you what the price is and I'm willing to put it in writing. I sent it to you and confirmed it.
0: Last but not least, once that transaction closes, it moves to our closing room. And the closing room are the ones that take care of the gifts and the review. And that is a review of every single client that we have to make sure that regardless of who, who the agent is on that file, and regardless of what the agent yes. tells us, whether they want us to review that client or not, does not matter. We review every single client and currently have a 73 percent response rate from us reaching out with our nps score review
1: right and we went to an nps score because it's the most simple and it's publicly uh there's documentation publicly known out there and the reality is is we were shocked at how good the reviews are and we have used the reviews to improve our process similar like the like best of Zilla was as we've been using this. And now the numbers are in class. So what,
0: what, listing process in how long? How, what? 40 minutes? Yeah, no, an, like hour. an hour. An hour. An hour. All right. All right. Thank you for hanging in. Any yes. more questions, comments,
1: feedback, anything else you want to hear from? Let us know.
0: Adios. Glad to see y'all again. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you.